It's the Benz Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Copy sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo Hard time's calling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode episode two episode two of sym officially known as say your mind and unofficially known as what yes you said it suck your mum <laughs> welcome and merry christmas um you'll be listening to this on a monday probably after opening your presents or maybe not because we don't have to always tie it into like present giving or whatever. You might just be chilling on your own. I know that I, for one, will be in Berlin by the time you are listening to this because I refuse to cook. I I don't want to. I don't want to spend another year cooking on Christmas Eve and then cooking on Christmas Day and just being tired and only having like three hours in a nice outfit so I can post it on Snapchat and then what? everyone's sitting around watching EastEnders that I haven't watched for a year. So I just have no clue what's going on. I don't even think I watched it last year. So I don't know like what's happening. And my rational mind is saying to me, like, Ra, you people of Albert Square, you people of Walford, every year somebody is dying. By now, should you not have decided to move away from this area, but you all chuck your head to live in the same square and know year on year that one of you is going to die or one of you is going to discover that your sister is your mother. I don't have time. I don't have it. It's fine. But anyway, Merry Christmas. Twerk for Jesus. Drop it down. Look, hey, show him that you're holy and you still be your hope. Hey. Yeah, I like to remix all the songs and make them bad. Hi, it's me, Kalechi Okafor, and I'm just super excited about the fact that, like I said, I won't be cooking because I'll be away resting. I really, really want some rest. And in my daily card pull, like I mentioned last week, because um, I'm, you know, tarot cards and that, um, I pulled the 10 of wands in reverse. And again, I'm so okay with you not knowing what that means because I'm ex- going to explain it to you. Um, so 10 of wands, when it's upright anyway, just speaks to hardships that you've brought on yourself. More like you're giving yourself, you, you've bitten off more than you can chew basically. And a lot of the things that you're finding that you're struggling with is because you've probably set yourself too many goals to achieve in a short period of time. And when you pull it in reverse, I think it's just speaking to that more. I mean, other people look at it in terms of, you know, there being people around you that are deceitful and things like that. But when you pull cards, it's it's relevant to what's going on at that specific time. And so that's what really spoke to me today. The fact that I need to be more deliberate in the things that I'm taking on. So therefore I don't become resentful towards other people for expecting more from me or expecting me to be the superwoman when that's the kind of image that I've given out. And I think that speaks to a lot of us as well. Like just take it easy. Um, usually these things, especially when it's in the case of the Ten of Wands, it's usually the things that we've chosen to take on as responsibilities that start to break our back. And then we're annoyed about our back being broken. So just giving myself, yourself time and 
prioritizing the things that need to be done and the things that don't need to be done right now. Um, so moving straight in to share your magnificence, I just wanted to big up Sickle Can. So they're sicklecan.com. They advocate for awareness about sickle cell disease. Then we know that that's predominant in um, Afro-Caribbean, of you know, in people of Afro-Caribbean heritage. Um, black people don't speak enough, I feel, about mental health. So, But that's for another episode. But also about giving blood. Now, I'm an avid blood giver. I donate blood regularly. And I do so, I actually got into it by accident. I got into it because um, during my last breakup, the last relationship I was in, I was so devastated and so heartbroken, not because the person was like, great when you look back at it you know hindsight's 2020 the person's actually a shithead but um you know due to that breakup I started reading things that said you know a great way to get past breakups is to do things for other people and what came to me was to donate blood and ever since then it's been years and years now I've continued to do so regularly and I actually have a reminder on my phone that hey it's been 12 weeks you can give again because it's important. I know that we need it, whether they use it for research, whether they use it for other people. Um, it's important that we do give blood um, and don't be scared. Like it's the process itself. It's not that bad at all. Um, and you get free biscuits. So not going to lie, NGL, the reason that I go there is sometimes to get free biscuits. People be like, oh, but you could have just bought the biscuits yourself at the supermarket. Yeah, bought. So I'm paying for it this is free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gave blood to get it, but let's not focus on those bits there. I'm just happy to give blood and happy to take as many, you know, biscuits, uh, crisps, packets of crisps as I want. I'm happy with that. And also I just feel good, you know, jokes aside, I feel good knowing that that's the way that I literally give from my body to other people. And this is why, especially as black people, donating blood um, really, really helps. So big up sicklecan.com, you know, and I'll put their link on as well. They're doing great things. And as many sickle cell um, organizations as are out there, I'll continue to find them out. So big up Big Wahala from ESN podcast for sending this through to me as well, allowing me to be able to raise kind of awareness about that through my platform as well as their platform. Um, so I'll put the link and you can help in whatever way you can to sicklecan.com. Um, and, you know, when we look at the countries in Africa, we don't speak about it enough, but it's a blood condition that we find that is so prevalent for black people. Yet we don't we don't speak about it enough. It's important that we do our bit to help in whatever way we can. So give blood if you can is basically what I'm trying to say. So that was my first Share Your Magnificence. My second Share Your Magnificence actually goes out to my co-host. So I announced a little while back, but I didn't touch on it much, but I mentioned it again yesterday, which would have been way many, many days ago by the time you listen to this. But I mentioned on my Instagram that I will be co-hosting the Screen Nation Awards in January 2018, I'll be one of the hosts. Myself and Ni Adate Evans will be hosting. And it's, it was such a surprise to me when they asked me, Charles asked me if I would do it. 
because sod's law, if I'd asked to do it, I probably wouldn't have gotten it. But the way that the universe works and just being blessed in abundance from various sources, um, it came up and I was more than happy. I'm more than happy to be doing this. It's it's incredible. And all the people, all the nominees, um, I know a few of them. I know a few of the nominees and I'm just proud of everyone for the fact that they're doing what they're doing in media. And it's just really, really great. But I was thinking to myself when I was asked, oh, um, we'd like you to co-host. I honestly thought, are you sure? Like, do you know the things that I tweet? And do you know the things that I generally say on social media? Are you sure it is me, a whole 173 centimeters of Kelechi Olufum Layo Kafo that you want to host this show? Because don't come and cry later on when people are like, wow, she's really, really wild. Why did, why did you get her? So there was that kind of trepidation. But then I just went with it because I am who I am, you know, but then after speaking with Nee, we met up to go through the script and to talk about um, how we would go about um, introducing the awards. And it came to light pretty quickly that we have similar views and we have both used media in some form to get our voice out there to get our opinions out there. Now I've mentioned Nee as part of my share your magnificence because he wrote an opinion piece for the Guardian after what happened to him a few months ago. And that's going to move us swiftly into So You Mad? Because it's linked. It's actually linked. So we've mentioned me in Share Your Magnificence and I'm going to tell you why as we move into So You Mad. So Nee Adate Evans, also known as Russell Evans, does continuity for the BBC. He's an actor and he's um, a screenwriter and just an all-round great guy. Father and husband and just doing big things. Anyway, he does continuity for the BBC. What that means is, you know, when the next thing is coming up, like, and coming up next is, I don't know, Downton Abbey. Those kind of things, that's continuity. And he also uh, read out the lottery results, I think Thunderball results one night as well on this fateful night. Anyway, I'm going to bring up the article that was written about the uproar that was caused by his pronunciation of certain words. So he does this now, does all his stuff and people start writing in. People start writing in because they're not happy about the way that knee pronounced um, 33 because they said he said 30 as in f, f instead of th. It might not come out, come across while I'm doing it over the microphone, but they're upset that he pronounced it more with an F as opposed to a TH. So the Evening Standard, sorry, wrote about knee and this is what they had to say. I'm just finding it here. Russell Evans was criticised after reading out last week's Thunderball numbers and introducing a film described as a thriller rather than a thriller on BBC One. The former Radio One, present, uh, Radio One Extra presenter, whose agency website boasts London, South London, Cockney and Essex accents, said Thunderball and 33 and 13 amongst, amongst his supposed blunders. And then they mentioned he's the name that he um, works under as well. But then Sarah Morgan, shout out to Sarah Morgan, you dickhead. She says in an email to the BBC Points of View that she found the announcements 
painful. Homegirl Sarah Morgan found the announcements painful. Wow. Then she said, 33 and thousand. These are not numbers I have ever heard of. Dear, oh dear. Tony Lewis added on Facebook, over the last couple of days, I've watched a film described as a thriller, being told about programs coming up on BBC free and radio free and had time checks for free 30. I'm all about free speech, but please can people speak properly? The BBC bosses actually shout out like a genuine shout out to them not sarcastic they hit back and they said bbc one has different voices and accents to represent the rich diversity of people in the uk our announcers are encouraged to speak in their natural style and directed to clearly communicate the right information to our audiences now that's important to me because what he said was it inaccurate no you man jump on TV, radio, every medium that you can find. You jump on there often and you tell us fallacies and inaccuracies. Yeah, he's telling you something accurate, but you don't like the way it was pronounced. Now, this is a very English problem to me. I find it that it's, it's part of just another aspect, another facet of racism, because it's an elitist way of kind of keeping us out of certain opportunities because we haven't said things the way that they want us to say it. Forget the fact that I've got knowledge for days and I could shit on you intellectually on any day ending with why. But the fact that I didn't say it the way that you prefer for me to say it, you've got a problem with that. People told me that they find my podcast easy to listen to because I enunciate. That isn't... Um, you know, by the by, that's deliberate because I'm an actress and I've been trained in certain respects to use all of my letters and how to pronounce certain letters. But I grew up coming from Nigeria when I was five, came to this country and I was constantly laughed at by the way that I pronounce words. And even now it still stings me. Like I can feel the stinging of the tears in my eyes because I still have that thing in me today where if I'm about to go pronounce a word that is very relevant to the structure or the context of what I'm saying, I might often choose another word that I definitely, definitely know that the pronunciation can't be taken in any other way just to save myself from the possibility that one English person like Sarah, like Terry or whatever the fuck they called him, will turn around and go, oh, that's not how you say it. I'm not being racist because they love to tell you that they're not being racist. I'm not being racist, but I just I just prefer for things to be said in a particular way. I mean, this is this is England, you know? Yeah, England. But when we look at the etymological makeup of the words that we use in this country, fam, a lot of your words come from Turkish. So you need to calm all the way down. Turkish, German, French, all of these things contributing to how you pronounce words. Yet yeah, you want to fast yourself up and tell me that I'm not pronouncing your words correctly. Sarah, Sarah Morgan, Saza out there is talking about how, oh, um, you know, I found it painful. You find someone pronouncing 30 as a 30 more painful than the dry turkey that you and your dry pussy serve every year. You find you find that more painful. You don't that just speaks to the fact that there aren't enough 
things in your life to cause you pain. You must be in such a privileged position that just hearing someone pronounce something differently to what you'd like is enough to cause you pain. But you know what, Sarah Babes? We are in pain. We are in pain from the lack of seasoning that you incorporate into your culinary presentations how about that not even presentations presentations we are tired of your dry turkey and we are tired of your dry opinions and it didn't stop there this isn't something that was just you know it, it, it was by you know it was just a passing by kind of I don't know thing no because Vanessa Phelps jumped up the next morning and she's having one big discussion on her show about people you know people call in Russell if you're out there please call in because we do want to hear your views on this and how you're taking this because it's it's so interesting isn't it it's so funny to me when white people talk about it's interesting it's not interesting it's downright elitist and it's downright oppressive it's there's nothing interesting about it and this is another thing I noticed when I was watching The Crown, um, the Netflix series about the Queen Elizabeth's rise to the throne and, and how she dealt with it. And basically, just like the Iron Lady, another thing to help us to humanize these people that are symbols of our oppression. And I was listening to the very deliberate way that she, pronoun- um, that she pronounced things throughout the, uh, the, the episode. And... I just thought, wow, we've moved on so much from here. And I think there was a time when there was an uproar, there was uproar about the first Scottish uh, TV presenter or news anchor or whatever, because people were like, oh no, we can't be having that on the BBC and all of these things. Look, change is inevitable. And the landscape or, you know, the demographic that live in the UK now is so varied that it those people also need to be represented in the things that you hear in continuity or how things are pronounced on TV, because that helps to normalize our experiences. And I just remember as a young child being able to read all of these big novels, like I was an avid reader and I still am, and having such an expansive kind of vocabulary, but being limited to what I could use because I was fearful that I would mispronounce it. And we just need to stop pretending. England is not tea and crumpets and one must speak with received pronunciation the whole time as they communicate over broadcasting networks. No, no. And even when I go for um, auditions, I refuse to speak in that way as well. I speak how I speak. And, you know, even if it's Shakespearean text, I'll still speak as I am. I might enunciate a bit more, but I'm going to speak as I am because when they were, historically speaking, when these plays were being performed um, at the Rose Theatre and all of those places, they were speaking just like me. Well, not just like me, but you know, they were speaking in what ways that people would perceive as common. But over the years, because theatre has become high art, People feel like they need to deliver it in a particular sort of way. And I just think all of that is bullshit. But I'm glad that Nee, despite the advice he was given by friends to ignore it and stay quiet, I'm glad that he decided to write his opinion piece for The Guardian and say how he felt about it. Because it's important that our voices are out there as well. And we're not just pretending that, oh, these things 
are water off a duck's back because it's not, it's not, it's not fair that people can ridicule you and you don't say anything in response. So Nee was um, mentioning how on Friday morning, you know, he was just happy that he'd made it to the end of the week. No more school runs for two days. And then he went to go and do his continuity stuff. And then his phone starts going off, going off, going off. And people, the Sun, Daily Mail, everyone's writing about his lack of use of the TH when he was pronouncing uh, Thunderball. And he said Thunderball or whatever. And I like that he opened it up in terms of uh, a discussion by saying that I'm going to read what he says verbatim. As I listen to the views and read the comments, I realise something. This isn't really about me at all. The reactions are merely an illustration of some of the limited viewpoints which continue to compound separatism and prevent inclusion in the workforce from becoming a reality. The idea that there is a correct way to speak is the sibling of the perspective which says there is a correct way to look. My detractors have been bold enough to vocalise their perspectives, but generally these views are held in silence declining the interview candidate, rejecting the university application and opposing a promotion. The impact, the homogenous groups deemed as most valuable to the workforce remain prevalent and we all miss out on the diverse insights, alternative perspectives and talent which numerous studies show aid our collective productivity. Big up yourself, Nee, because that was so brilliantly put. What they're expressing because of the way Nee pronounced the Thunderball results and how we pronounce the next show coming up or whatever, is a symptom of a larger ailment. The fact that even when we go for interviews and things like that, you could have studied your ass off at university or you could have done all the things that you need to do. You could have been the right candidate for that job on paper. But because some HR dickhead doesn't like the way that you speak, suddenly, oh, you're just not right for this job. And so therefore the workforce continues to look a particular way. It continues to look like white people who say things in a particular way. And that becomes the only narrative that we have. And that is some bullshit. And that's pretty much it. Like I now I'm so excited to be uh, presenting the Screen Nation Awards with me because He's really out here. He's really out here speaking up. And I appreciate that people send me DMs and say, thank you so much for speaking out on these things. It makes a difference and it makes such an impact. Um, And I'm really glad that the person I'm co-hosting this um, award show with also has that mindset. Like, I'm not just going to sit there in silence while you take man for Tesco value sliced bread. I'm not having it. I'm going to say my view on how I speak because this is me and the BBC wanted me. So whether you like it or not, I'm going to continue to prosper. So shout out to me. That's, it's just incredible. Really, really incredible. My next bit for So You Mad is obviously Matt Damon. Matt Damon is a waste man, as far as I'm concerned. He embodies just all the issues that continue to oppress us as people. We all know all the things that have been said about um, Harvey Weinstein and all of these people that have come forward to say that they've been assaulted in whatever industry they're in. They've, um, you know, been victims of sexual assault in some form. And that's a major issue. You know, even men have come forward. Yet 
Matt Damon decides to open his short throat. I can't even say long throat because he's got this distractingly short neck that I don't like. He decides to open his short throat and say, oh, well, I think we all need to be careful about conflating child molestation with, you know, someone just lightly tapping your butt at work. What? You know, because they're not the same thing. You know, there's a spectrum of assault and we need to be aware of that spectrum and not putting everyone into one kind of category. Now, the reason I think that Matt Damon is a pussy clerk is because he thinks that it's okay to theorize something that so, so many people have experienced as a lived reality. He thinks that that is just fine. And it's not. As someone who has actually experienced both ends of the spectrum that he speaks of, being abused as a child and being someone that someone else thought that they could touch in the workforce um, or the workplace, I can tell you that it's not very different. Everything is horrible. Everything violates my humanity and the humanities of so many people out there. If Even if they've only experienced one end of that spectrum, I don't think that one is necessarily worse than the other because as someone who's experienced it, it's still, you still feel less of a person regardless. And I don't need one dickhead to get on TV to tell us about what we should be feeling about what we have experienced. He then doesn't even stop there. Then he goes further. So as to say, oh, um, you know, we're spending so much time in the industry at the moment talking about all these men who have done these things and abused and assaulted people. We should really take time to focus on the men who don't do these things. So my question is, Matt Damon, is your head correct? As in all of the heads that you have, are they correct? Because we can't continue to focus on the men who aren't doing these things because surprise, surprise, you shouldn't fucking be doing them in the first place. So I'm not going to give you a cookie for not assaulting people because you shouldn't be assaulting people anyway. So the spotlight shouldn't be moved back to men who aren't doing it because you shouldn't be doing it. The spotlight should remain on the people who continue to do it because it's actually so many people. It's a culture. It's a culture of violating others. Like it, it shouldn't be allowed to stand and we need to focus on it as, as much as it takes to dismantle the patriarchal connotations or the patriarchal structures that allow for this to exist in the first place. It's like me saying, Ra, there's a famine somewhere in the world and one person turning around and going, oh, hey, you know, I don't think we should focus on famines. I think we should focus on the places where crops grow in abundance. No, we should focus on the place where there's lack because we need to actively make sure that that does not continue. That's what we should be focusing on. And Matt Damon speaks to the worst kind of guy to me the worst kind of guy that thinks he's a good guy. Oh, I'm one of the good guys, you know, and I can't take it that women, you know, like to, you know, focus on the bad guys and the guys that have done, done them wrong. And they're putting all of, all of us in the same category because I'm a good guy. I promise you, I promise you, any guy that refers to himself as a good guy 
is a dickhead because that means that you know that there are bad guys and you are capitalizing on the fact that there are bad guys and you are the antithesis of that. And you're really not, you're not. So stop. Any guy who's actually an actual good guy doesn't need to announce it. He doesn't need to wear the the badge of honor because he just knows that he's just operating as he should as a fucking human being. That's the problem. So no, Matt Damon, we're not going to focus on the guys who aren't raping because there are more guys who are raping. So we're going to focus on those people. And it's also... Like, you know what? I'm bored of this conversation. I'm bored of everyone talking about, ooh, this person touched me and ooh, this person touched me. Can we get back to nice things? That's privilege. That's white male privilege that you can move move along. You can just move on, that you don't have to discuss those things, that it's just fine. And we, others of us don't get that luxury. We really, really don't. So that's pretty much it for So You Mad. So that brings me neatly onto straw of the week. As you can see, the straw can easily go out to Sarah Morgan. The straw can easily go out to every person that decided to write in to the BBC and let them know that they didn't appreciate the way that Nee pronounced certain words. And every other person that has looked down on so many of us for not pronouncing things the way that they would like as we've grown up in this society. But the straw could readily, readily go out to people like Matt Damon, who are so bored of a conversation that they've only had to endure this conversation for, I feel like maybe a year when so many of us have had to live with the things that have happened for pretty much most of our lives. So as much as I see and acknowledge what's happening with me, I, I feel that he can decide where he puts that straw, where who he gives that straw to, because he would have seen so many comments and there might be some that really, really stand out so he can decide who those straws go to because I'm only looking from the outside in. My personal straw, my personal straw goes out to Matt Damon because you are a waste man as far as I'm concerned. All those um, equations that you were doing in was it Goodwill Hunting, those equations, you still didn't get the right answer because the right answer is shut up when it does not concern you. If you don't have anything conducive to say to embolden a conversation, especially a conversation that means, um, that speaks to how women have been oppressed throughout society I implore you to shut your mouth yeah take the straws and use them as abundantly as you see fit to suck your mother your grandmother I don't know suck everybody and shut your mouth I just feel that after all of this I want to just listen to music and just be done with it. Enjoy my Christmas by listening to really good music. And that's what I want for all of you. Whether you're spending Christmas with people, whether you're spending Christmas by yourself, I just want you to take that time to just enjoy it. I wish I could sing something to you, but my voice is so mediocre. Um, yeah, I think that's one of the realities that I've had to accept that I have a mediocre singing voice. My voice is so mediocre. My singing voice is so mediocre that if it were white and male, it would probably be the president right now of America. But there you have it. I'm just really sad that I don't have a, like amazing singing voice, but I have other talents. And I think that this is the thing about life. You use the talents that you have and you make the most of them. 
So that's really it. Keeping it short and sweet for this episode because I want you to enjoy your Christmas and not spend it listening to me harping on about things. I wish you all of the good things and I will probably be chatting to you on, is it New Year's Day? Yes, the next one will be New Year's Day. So like I said, big up knee. We're excited about the Screen Nation Awards. Big up sicklecan.com for doing the work and the, raising awareness about sickle cell. And big up yourselves. You've made it. You're almost at the end of this calendar year as we know it in this society. And I'm so, so proud of you for making it this far. And thank you so, so much for listening. I'll put all of the tags and all of the ads for people, all the handles that you need for following people. And I'll put my bits there as well. Thank you for your continued listenership. I'm really excited that I've done three podcast episodes now, but this is officially episode two. So I have and will always be Kalechi Okafor and this has been SYM officially known as Say Your Mind and unofficially known as what? Suck Your Mom. Um, yeah, that's it. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow me on at Kalechnikov and you can follow the podcast page at Say Your Mind pod. What is it at Say Your Mind Podcast? I'm so waste. I'm really, really sorry about that. But I'll put that handle there as well. So continue to listen, like and share. And I'll have an episode out for you for New Year's Day. Bye. It's the Ben's Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Help you sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping here Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind